Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, you can also check out John's podcast where he's just, you know, John Kime from, from John Kime Report. Yeah. Uh, and that also very, very uh, authentic, great place with lots of uh, gravitas to get your, your information. Um, Logan, I'm curious from your perspective as a former player, like, do you think that this can affect the team at all, right? We're, we're 10 days away from training camp. We're now going to have simultaneous like a level stories on that day. If ultimately there is some kind of agreement between voluntary and subpoena, whatever it winds up being, if Dan testifies on that day. Now it's important to point out, this won't be an open hearing like it was with Goodell. This will be a closed door deposition, but there will inevitably be some reporting that comes out that day and it will be happening while the players take the field for the first time. So, it would stand to reason that John and the rest of the folks on the beat will be asking them about this on some level and in, in some form or fashion. So I'm curious, you know, if you're a, a player in that locker room and this story has the potential to hang over your season, do you think that can actually infiltrate the locker room at all and have an effect on the team? Or is it too far above the locker room? Is ownership too far separated? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. You know, like the closest experience I had to this when I was playing was the team name and how like uh, Dan, at least when I was on the team, really wanted to make sure that the name stayed the same and did not change. And so we actually had team meetings on that. And so like that's team meeting time that could be allocated to day one install that you're spending talking about how you want to refer to the team name and how you want to refer to statistics that they've, you know, that they've mined to kind of support their position. And then that meeting came up. I I don't want to say it was infrequent, but it was once every two, three months, you have kind of a refresher on some of the statistics and things like that. So again, like even, and again, the reporters, you said like, it's grade A story. They want quotes, they want information. And so they'll start asking players about it and players don't know that much about it. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's probably a couple guys who are pretty dialed in, but they don't know, they know that much about it. So the team has to make sure that they know they have something to say about it and they have to spend time kind of insulating themselves. So, you know, it's not going to like fracture the locker room. It's not going to affect guys day to day, but it is going to affect how the team installs their offense, how they allocate meeting time, how the guys are prepping for their for their media pressers and things like that. So while it's not going to like shake the the foundations of the team, it is a distraction in some sense that that makes it tough, you know, especially when you're trying to make the team or when you're trying to, you know, get ready for the 2022 season. That is something you just don't want to deal with. I remember as a player, I found it super annoying that you had to deal with that. But, you know, the media has a job. I have a job. I want to get information about this. I need a quote from somebody. And that can be really challenging. And John can probably speak to that as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny because with the name change, I think it's probably 
much more much different than it is in this situation. The name change was a constant conversation. Now I remember the one camp I was tasked with talking to as many players as I could about should they change the name or not. And and it was all it was completely I may have even asked you, but it was completely off the record. There was going to be no names attached to this. I think I talked to 50 or so guys one player would say, yes, they should change it. A lot, I think there was like 19 that said, you know, I have no thoughts on it. And, but it did get back, you know, it was just a private um, survey. Someone from the team did come and ask me, why are you asking about this? Like, because it's a topic. And so you have to, but, you know, and it may only be, it may only be like one or two questions, but somebody does go to the PR staff and say, hey, they're asking me about this. And then maybe guys are talking about it over here because, like, should they change the name? And maybe that's more of a distraction. I think in this case, I wonder, Logan, and then you, you've been in that, you know, we've both been in a locker room from different perspectives. And so I don't think, like, we're not going to be asking some, a lot of these guys what their thoughts on this hearing are because, like, Jahan Dodson, you know, if somebody asks him, it's like, what are you doing? Like he's not going to have any yeah. thoughts on this. Like, and his thoughts on it don't even matter. Now, if you ask them, is this a distraction, that's the topic, right? And so I some see. people will come through and ask some of the guys like a John Allen or a Terry McLaurin or someone like that, like, is this a distraction? That's the question, not what should they do or should you change, oh, should yeah. Dan sell, Dan Snyder sell the team? It's not going to be about that. It will be, and then how do you keep it from being a distraction? And that has already come up at times. And one of the things that Ron Rivera, I think, has been good at is saying, knowing what's, he always likes that phrase, what's interesting versus what's important. And so he'll put that in the interesting category, but because it did come up already. I think Terry McLaurin talked about this at his, his signing presser. And, but what's important for them is to stay focused on the field. So there have been conversations about it, and I guarantee there will be conversations that day about it. And there, I'm sure, like Logan said, there will be conversations about, hey, if the media asks you this, this is all you need to say. And really all they need to say is, like, that's above my pay grade. I'm just here to play football. And that's the end of the story. Because beyond that, like, as a media person, like, again, what are they going to add to the overall story except for the topic being, is this a distraction? And how do you keep it from being a distraction? And I think, I think as it goes on, maybe for that particular day, it becomes something I don't know because it's not a daily thing that I don't know that it's going to be a big, big issue for them for that reason. And, and I don't think from a media perspective, I'm not going to be asking guys every day about that, you know, unless it's like a team leader. And then, like, do you talk to guys about this? And even then, from my perspective, unless somebody says something like if somebody says something crazy about it, like, Somebody should sell the, he should sell the team or whatever, then it becomes a bigger deal. Right. So I, I guess I hear you and and I think you're right in terms of the day to day, you're not gonna ask. But let's say there is something that comes out in the reporting, in right. oh, this course. deposition, in whatever, right? At, at what is the threshold 
to ask players more directly about this because I do think like there's no doubt and I've said this all along like a guy like Terry McLaurin has thoughts he's smart enough not to say them because now his check is very very large and he's not going to ruin that um, and I don't blame him for that but there's no doubt he has thoughts on the substance of, of what is, is going on here and again like this is all still allegations technically because Dan has denied them etc cetera, etc cetera. but a- as this continues to get reported on is there a threshold where a John Allen a Terry McLaurin uh, who Whoever, a Carson Wentz gets asked more directly and, you know, maybe has the chance where if they feel like something really wrong has happened and, and they feel like to speak up, that that could be the kind of thing that moves the needle in a way that has basically never happened, where players are all of a sudden starting to say, like, hey, ownership, this, that or the other thing. Like, is there a threshold where you at least ask that question? I mean, I, I suppose. But all this like this stuff all happened before these players were here. It's not an ongoing thing, and not not diminishing it, but from their perspective, like Carson Wentz, like this happened what, how many years ago? I wasn't even in the league yet when some of this stuff was was alleged to have happened. So, you know, I'm not trying to make light of it, but from my perspective with them, it's like unless if they come out and said again, if they came out and said he should sell the team because that that was just horrible. That's a big story, but you know if it comes out that. They did X, Y, or Z. I mean, I just I don't I don't know that any of those players are ever going to say anything that's going to move the needle. Short of he should sell the team, I, it, it may come up. I'm sure it'll come up because it becomes news. But if they'll be told like you don't need to say anything, just above my pay grade, and and that's that's how I would view it too, because from my perspective as a reporter, what matters is what's in that deposition, not as much what Carson Wentz or John Allen says, because are they going to add to the story? And chances are no. But in John Allen, that we came up, we asked him about the Jack Del Real stuff, and we already know what, what, you know what he said there. And I think that has a more direct impact on them than this stuff does. If there were still things they saw going on, if this was things that were going on now, that's a much bigger deal because they're in the building now with people that maybe they know who are under you know who are being affected by these issues much more directly. So I don't I don't know, Craig. I mean, listen, if they come out and say something, yeah, it's a big deal. If if they, right. but I just right. I don't I don't know that I see that happening. But you know, and again, as a reporter, you ask questions. They they, but my guess is you'll be. Hard pressed to get many guys, and most of those guys. Like if JD McKissick comes up to the mic, I mean, JD McKissick is a good quote. He's a good player, but is that really, you know, is he, one? Is he going to say something? And two, does it move the needle for me? I, I don't know. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think when I was in San Francisco, obviously they were talking about like a lot about social justice. And one of the things that I found, you know, I did not have a big social media presence, but even like just going out to eat, people would ask me like how like how morally I felt about like mm-hmm. playing in the NFL for this kind of um, 
you know, this organization or this structure that was very kind of one-sided. And I could, and I was just get. it would be interesting to get your thoughts on it. If something like that happened and then like the community kind of swelled around the players and the social media thing kind of pushed them, do you think that, I I mean, I could see that easily leading into some interesting comments from players. Right. And I think that's a question too, that if somebody's doing doing a deeper dive story on it, where it's like, Uh, how do you, you know, like you have X, you know, these people in your life, how do you, what do you tell them about if certain things come out about the owner and a lot of things have already come out about the owner, how do you justify doing this? And then, you know, so I think that there are times where some people can do a deeper dive on it where you do get more honest thoughts about it. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I think, but just from, I'm just talking about from a day-to-day in a press conference setting, that to me is a little bit different where you're doing a deeper dive into it and you're playing for an organization where the owner did this and this. What do you tell people if they bring it up? I mean, there may be some people in their own lives. and, And I would always stress here too, and you know, both of you know this, it wasn't just women going through stuff here. It was Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and you know, Everybody, this was yeah. a, not always gender specific. Some of the issues were gender specific, but it wasn't just a right. female issue. And and again, I do not making light of anything, but the stuff that you hear over the years. So, um, so yeah, Logan, I think to that point, I think you could see some of that. But but I think that's a great point in terms of distinction. Like it might not affect that. That story is a deeper dive story. It might not affect the day to day. You know, you kind of have your one thing like, hey, this is above my pay grade. You get your, um, you know, Zach comes out right. and tells the team that and then you're on to the next. So it might not be this kind of resonating, consistent issue in the same way that the name thing was where you're getting protests right. in front of certain stadiums about it. Right. And so, again, like I think yeah, that that's a really good, yeah. good, good distinction for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's going to be more of that. There's going to be protests. There's going to be all kinds of things. Like it's going to be an interesting season in that regard. The longer this goes on, um, which also makes you, I, I mean, when I say question, like I'm not a lawyer. I'm not pretending that I I should be advising Dan in any way. But like it is interesting that they have chosen, and I understand why too. If they are trying to run out the clock, which many experts and analysts think that they are, that that is the strategy here. But the fact that that is by nature extending this story as opposed to trying to quickly wrap it as, as quickly as possible, you do wonder uh, how that kind of continues to linger and affect the football team and, uh, and the questions that will be asked and, and what could go on around it in terms of protests or anything else. And I don't know that we're going to have – there haven't been really any protests thus far. I mean, I don't know that you're going to have that. Um, it just it hasn't happened. I know – there was supposed to be a protest one time. It really wasn't a protest. It was, it was, and again, I'm not diminishing anything here when I say this, but it wasn't like a hundred people out there picketing everything. It was a couple of the women involved did meet with the media and express their frustration, their take on what was going on or what was not happening. But you haven't had, it's not even remotely close to the name thing because that, you know, riled up, Native American groups in various cities and other people. So, you know, I don't know that you're going to have that, um, you know, but I do think, um, I mean, it's, it's, it'll, it'll still be a topic. And the other funny thing, Craig, along with that, you talk about running out the clock. If this goes in a way where Snyder's attorneys take it to court to challenge the subpoena, 
there's a good chance that con- you know, the congressional, the Republicans win the House. They're getting power in January. The investigation is basically over, but it'll still be alive in the courts. So, and that could go on because in the courts, it could be tied up for several months. It could be tied up for up to a year. So that, that's one where you have to weigh, like, what's, what's the worst outcome for you in terms of publicity? Because if it's still alive in the courts for a year, that's a, that's a long time. And, and I don't know all the ins and outs of what it would, like, why it would take that long. Or is it just, is it, you know, how many days in court is it actually, you know, um, being discussed? So that's where the story will still be alive. Like, I don't know that this story is going to go away anytime soon. And I know, like, from, I think from, Logan, you can speak this too. I think from a player's perspective, this is one of the things I always wonder about. Because you want to have pride in where you work. And if... If you feel good about where you work, let's say the locker room is a good place. Like, you know, they've created a situation where on the football side it's going really well um, and they feel good about the people they're with and all that. But out in public, you get asked about this a lot. Does that, what's the impact on you mentally as a player if this is a lot of what you hear out, and out beyond the walls of Ashburn? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. And I think like, I was always a guy, and I can only speak to my own experience, but I was always a guy who was very, very dialed in. I try not to read or or do anything, but then you do go out. You go out to breakfast with your family and someone comes up to you on the street and says, you know, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And when those things are negative, you're just like, man, like I don't, I want to be talking about the things we're doing on the football field. I want to be talking about the positive things that we're doing in terms of building a team, building a culture. But no, we're talking about whatever this other thing is. And that didn't just happen here in Washington. That happened in other places I went. There were poor cultures all around the NFL. But it is, it, it is mentally exhausting to deal with that. And even if you're not talking to people, just like I mentioned the moral thing, it's like, how do I feel about an owner that says X? Or how do I feel about an owner that acts this way towards players or whatever they're doing and you're just and again like I was making a lot of money so you're able to kind of like put the blinders on and focus on your work but that is something internally that you go through and so you know the more stuff that comes out about this it's just kind of like it's just a weight that that is around the team that kind of makes the uh the environment the ambiance not necessarily what you want to be doing every single day but again you're a football player first you're able to kind of focus on that because that's the main objective. But yeah, to say that it was it doesn't affect you at all, I think is uh, it would be inaccurate. And and I also wonder too, like first of all, the NFL has such a long off season that it becomes easier to focus hard, much more on this because there's more time to focus on it, and there's nothing to really change the narrative as far as being on the field. When the games begin, if this team gets off to a three and zero start how many people are going to really be asking players about that versus, you know, hey, you're 3-0 and and Carson Wentz looks really good and, oh, my God, and Chase Young is coming back and, you know, oh, man, Dallas is coming. So I wonder how much that can change the narrative. Now, of course, the converse is true. If it's a slow start, then it's going to become really toxic. Um, but mm. if you get off to a fast start, can that change the narrative? Is that enough to do that? Um, and that's that's the other thing I wonder with all this because the NFL is such a long off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure my boss will be thrilled to hear me say this now that he's giving me a daily radio show. But the what I like about this format is if there's 45 minutes of content, great. If there's not, then we don't have to go 45 minutes. If there's an hour and a half on a given day, we can go that. 
I got three hours between three and six I got to fill every <laughs> single day. And if that means I can talk about winning football for three hours, then I, that's it. That's my show. If I have crappy football that only takes 20 minutes and then I still have two hours and 40 minutes to go, like, I got to fill that time. And, and, you know, that is kind of the the situation that you're talking about is there's a void that has to be filled for whether it's a show like mine, whether it's something like, you know, First Take catches the flack about this stuff all the time on ESPN – uh, sports center whatever it may be like you got to fill the time somehow and, and when there's not uh i would say good stuff to talk about well you fill the void with speculation and that kind of thing and that often leads down to to negative or more toxic places